Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. It is game day, and it is the final game day for the Seahawks to play at home in Seattle. So hopefully those of you who are able to make the game today help finish off the season with a victory at home. We're going to hear from coaches and Seahawks players. Let's start off by going back to Thursday when we had a chance to hear from Tyler Lockett for the first time since his COVID infection. He spoke at length about his experience in isolation. I was very exhausted. I could barely move. Um, My throat was hurting. I had chills. My chest was hurting. I was very, very anxious. Like my mind was just wandering because I was probably thinking too much. I was throwing up. Like I threw up like the first day a couple times, but just once. And then after that, like I said, I just had no energy. So I was barely eating. I think I lost like eight pounds. So it was a pretty big accomplishment just to get back onto the field last week. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just tired and exhausted. I don't want to say I had breathing problems, but like I couldn't fully like breathe out of my chest like I wanted to. Like, you know how you just get that big air like sometimes I got it, sometimes I didn't. But again, like I felt like I was good with breathing, but it was just it's very unfortunate. Like I was out for a whole week. You know, we had a big game versus the Rams that kind of determined whether we can go to the playoffs or not. And I couldn't play. So I had to sit there and watch as well as get tested positive every single day. And I think if anything, that's what hurts your mental. It's like it was one thing to be tested positive on Thursday, but then to be positive again Friday and then be positive again Saturday and then be positive again Sunday and then Monday and then Tuesday. It's like you're starting off your day seeing three positive tests. And it's just that's the hard part is every day you're you're building yourself up only to start back over the next day in the same boat of like, bro, am I ever going to get through this? Yeah, I mean, my chest was hurting a little bit. Like, I felt like I had a little cold on Wednesday, but I was negative on Wednesday. And, you know, I figured that it was just, it was raining here so much in Seattle. We flew to Houston and then it was hot. Then the next day we played and it was a little cold in Houston because they opened up the roof. And then we came back and it was really cold and really raining. So I just figured like, Maybe it's just because the weather's been changing and all that different stuff. And granted, I don't wear the right clothes during the weather. But then Thursday, Wednesday night, I had the chills. And that's when I kind of felt like I had it. And then, you know, like I said, my throat was hurting, my chest was hurting. And then that's when they told me that I tested positive. And I probably didn't start actually feeling like myself probably until maybe towards the end of Tuesday, beginning of like Wednesday and Thursday. But I got like this little IV, the monoclonal um, thing. I had got that on Wednesday. And that's really when I started feeling great. And then Thursday, I tested negative. Lockett said he was planning to get his booster shot, but got the disease before he had a chance. I was going to get it, but I had to go to an event and I didn't want to deal with symptoms 
after getting the shot because I don't know if I was going to deal with symptoms or not. So we were scheduling, we we're going to schedule a time for me to get the booster. And then I ended up getting it like probably a week and a half later, like getting COVID. He said in the press conference that he wasn't quite feeling 100% when he played against the Bears, even though he had tested negative for the virus. I mean, you know, when I came back, I ran hard on Thursday. I ran hard on Friday. Then I just had to get ready to play on Sunday. But, you know, I had to catch my breath and all that type of stuff. But to me, if you're going to play, then you're going to play. It's no excuses if you play. Lockett says the saga influenced his views on COVID in a societal context. And I, I think it's interesting to hear how people who tend to take a lot of chances with their health by playing a sport prone to causing health issues and then how they deal with these extraneous issues outside of the game. It makes you frustrated as an individual because when you've dealt with the symptoms of COVID and you've seen how it was on you, it's like we really don't know how it's going to affect other people. And so, like for me, yeah, it sucked seeing people say, is Tyler going to play? Is Tyler going to play? Need him to help my fantasy. Well, it's like, well, I'm just trying to make it through this. Like, you know, people forget, like people just see COVID as just whatever until you actually get it or you go through it or other people in your family go through it and you see how detrimental it is and you see how people do die from this stuff. And like, that's why I said for me, it's unfortunate that I couldn't play, but I'm also thankful that I was able to still, I'm able to still be here and still enjoy my life and, you know, all that different type of stuff too. But I mean, I feel like people should get vaccinated. I mean, people should get tested a lot more than usual. Like, you know, the way that I got it, I was like, man, this is unfortunate. And you just don't know what people are dealing with because we think that COVID is something that we think COVID is something that like is very extreme when it comes to symptoms. And we don't realize that it could just be a headache, you know, and it could be a runny nose and it could be a, a slight scratch in your throat or your chest hurts because we think that it has to be something so devastating. And that's not how the symptoms always are early on. And so, like I said, I thought I just had a little slight cold and it turns out that I had COVID. And so when you're not getting tested, imagine how many people are just thinking that their symptoms is just, um, runny nose ain't COVID. Like I, I get a runny nose all the time in the winter, you know, and now you're just passing it along. And so, I don't know, man. Everybody got their own thing. But for me, I just felt like with the new rule, if I had five days to be able to play, it, it would have been a long shot because I still was dealing with stuff. Lockett's absence has given D. Eskridge the chance to see more snaps. Here's the rookie talking about his increased opportunities. Um, it's just a matter of finding my role in this explosive offense. It's trying to find my way. Um, and I feel like I'm getting more opportunities, so I'll just continue to find my role and whatever that may be. A couple of other players seeing more action recently include tight end Gerald Everett and running back Rashad Penny. First, let's hear Shane Waldron's thoughts on Everett's play. Another guy's just done a good job of just working hard all year long. And, you know, as a tight end, when you're, you know, with him and Will and Colby, those guys are asked to do a lot of different things uh, throughout the course of a season with different alignments, different assignments, whether they're pass protecting or, or run blocking, and then also mixed in in the routes and, and kind of lined up all over the the formations and so he's just done a good job of hey the targets some games haven't gone his way but when they have uh you know he's he's had great results and i think he's had a, a done a really phenomenal job of 
of bouncing back from a from a tough game a few weeks back where he didn't let one kind of off performance really affect the rest of his season. Uh, you know, he went the opposite way. He worked even harder, looks even better in practice, and, and the results have, have been uh, on the field. And now what he had to say about Rashad Penny. I'm so happy for him. You know, he's put in so much hard work, and I know he's had a hard road uh, on his road back from different injuries and different things that have happened to him. And, you know, he's just stayed the course and done such a great job working hard out on the practice field, and, and it's finally paying off for him with the results on the field. And I think, you know, with his style, you know, he's able to get in, and, he, and he's, you know, 230 pounds, so he can run with that physicality. But on top of that, he's able to really accelerate through that second level of the defense. And that showed up a couple times. You know, he had a couple of the 25 and then the 33-yard runs where he's able to get onto that linebacker on that second level of the defense and then accelerate through and then really create that five, six, seven yard run into an explosive run right there. So it's been exciting to see and, and he's done a great job with it. Up next, Russell Wilson answers the question on whether or not he thinks he can win three more Super Bowls in Seattle. That's one of his goals. And it's an answer that has been heavily reported on and it's coming up after the break. Moving on to our quarterback, Russell Wilson. Here's the quote you may have already heard me referencing on the three-in, three-out preview show that we did with Clinton Bonner and Phil Lydic. Wilson was asked about whether or not he thinks he can accomplish his goal of winning three more Super Bowls in Seattle in the direction the team is currently heading. I, I hope so. You know, obviously we can't do it not being in the playoffs right now. But I think that, um, you know, I think that most importantly is it, 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 it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of things. It takes a lot of you know, a lot of a lot of pieces. And I think that we have a good a good amount of those pieces, and a lot of them. And I think that, um, you know, it's it's been a tough season, man. It's you know, you, you think about guys like Jamal Adams, you lose a guy like that. You lose some other players that we've had along the journey, um, some some to, to some tough injuries. Think of all the COVID situation. It's just it's been challenging. You know, it's been challenging. And, you know, we don't, we don't shy away. I don't shy away from the challenges along the way. And we haven't this season. Um, and um, I think that when you think about all the games we've played in, uh, the, the tough, some of the tough ones we've lost, you know, it's, there's some moments in there that, man, like if we just did this or did that and you know, whatever it may be. And so, um, like I said, I'm focused on today and, uh, we got a really good football team that's, you know, coming in, uh, the record may not show up, but they're playing really tough football. They're playing really good football and they've, they've played in the past four weeks in particular, they've been battling and battling and battling. They beat some good teams, you know, in terms of Arizona and Minnesota. So that's the focus of today. Um, and, uh, you know, I know for me, you know, when I think about, um, I know you guys asked Bobby about, could this be your last game and this and that and all that. You know, I know, I know for me personally, you know, uh, you know, I, I hope it's not my last game, but, you know, at the same time, I know it won't be my last game in the NFL. You know, so I, I'm just focused on the day, you know, and getting better today. And so that's, that's my focus. That's my goal. I love this city and I love this, you know, this moment. So, uh, you know, I love these guys. And so we, we got to make sure we get better today. That's the only, that's the only thing that matters. It is kind of strange, Russ, that you chose to answer a question that Bobby Wagner was asked with regard to it being his last game in Seattle. And when Wilson was given a chance to clarify his comments later on, he essentially repeated exactly what he said the first time. I, I guess I was replying back to the to what Bobby had mentioned. And I'm just saying that, you know, I, I think that, you know, you never know. But I, I think that for me personally, I hope it's not. I was saying I was saying I, I hope it's not. Um, but I was also also saying that in terms of the preparation, I also know that, you know, uh, the reality is, is that it won't be my last game in, in, in NFL period. So every day you have to give everything you have. You know, there's no uh, there's no I don't take the day off here, or take the day off there or whatever it is. I, I guess I meant that's what that's more so what I meant. So he hopes he's in Seattle. 
I, I got to wonder if his quote unquote hope and what he wants are actually the same thing. But looking ahead to the Lions game coming up, Wilson spoke about the impact defensive end Charles Harris has on this Lions defense. Well, I think Charles has been doing a great job of just being active. I mean, he's one of the most active guys you see, you see in the film, on film in the NFL. I mean, he's able to get after guys. He's able to get after the quarterback some, but also, too, he's able to go find every play. You know, he's just uh, he's, he's a ball hawk in that sense. So um, you got to know where he is for sure. Now moving on to Pete Carroll's Friday press conference. Here's what he said about the probable Lions starter, Tim Boyle, given that Jared Goff was unable to practice this week. Uh, I've looked extensively at, at uh, Boyle, you know, to make sure that we, we know what he's done and, and how he plays and what it looks like and all that. Try to see the carryover and the concepts and principles. Um, so, yeah, we've looked we've looked extensively. We had already done that. And so we just jumped on it when we got the news that he wasn't was not uh, able to practice. Carroll also talked about Lions running back DeAndre Swift, who is coming back after being out for several weeks due to injury. He's really good. He's, he's uh, an all around, all purpose guy. Um, runs fast, runs hard. Uh, he's got a nice shake and bake to him. He's a really good receiver. I think he's got 56 balls or something, you know. He's a big factor in the offense. He's the whole show. So uh, I'm sure they're really pleased to get him back, and, and uh, that, that's a, a big plus for them. Flipping to injury news for the Seahawks, here's Pete's update on linebacker John Radigan's knee injury. Yeah, John's got to get his knee fixed, and uh, it's an ACL injury, and so uh, you know we'll have to take care of him. It's going to be a while. And finally, here is the update on right tackle Brandon Shell. He's got some he's got some uh, questions to get answered before he, he you know he comes back and plays another game. Um, and we're we're thinking we're looking to take care of him, making sure that we don't you know rush him back for a game or two here, uh, because he, he's he's really worked hard to get back and hasn't been able to get over the hump on it. So um, it's looking like. Um, and he's getting second and third opinions really on, on his shoulder to make sure he does the right thing. And I'm really encouraging him to do that. So it, it doesn't look like it's, you know, it's potentially going to happen here in the next week. Looking at the injury reports, quarterback Jared Goff is doubtful for the Lions. The Lions fullback is out and linebacker Curtis Bolton is questionable. For the Seahawks, linebacker John Radigan is out. Right tackle Brandon Shell is doubtful and Alex Collins is questionable. John P. Gilbert up at fieldgoals.com also has the news that Sidney Jones is entering the COVID protocol. So there's another cornerback who will not be able to play on Sunday. But I suppose if it is going to be Tim Boyle behind center, let's hope that John Reed and Bless Austin can hold things down if those end up being our starting two cornerbacks against the Detroit Lions. That's going to do it for the show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Head on over to fieldgoals.com. We will have the game day thread for you there. Join in the community. Talk about the game as the action happens. And of course, I'll be right back here recapping the game, sharing some of the quotes, and then we'll have the three in, three out recap show with Clinton Bonner this week as well. That's all coming up. Subscribe to the show, sbnation.com slash NFL podcasts. If you have some folks who are new to listening to podcasts, show them how to subscribe and let them know where to find some of your favorite Seahawks shows. Happy New Year to everyone listening. And until next time, go Hawks.